Uh, today might be a little uh, mini devotional um, kind of deal, and uh, but we'll just uh, trust that God is at work and that His Word, um, uh, the promises of His Word are faithful and true. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to share a little bit kind of what's on my been on my heart, I guess, over the last few weeks. And uh, for those of you, the worship team that's here, just to kind of give you a little bit of a warning, I might ask for um, a little participation to answer some, a question or two. Just, it's not going to be hard, don't worry, uh, but just be prepared that you might have to talk, and it'll be okay to talk. And, um, you don't have to sit there silently. But um, just kind of what I've been thinking about and what God has been kind of placed on my heart through this whole um, virus ordeal and the fact that things have changed and life is so different. Um, and I, I had been thinking about some things or I feel like God had kind of been uh, prompting me to think about some things and see, th- see some things in his word. And then I listened to a sermon here uh, just over a week ago, I think. And the pastor just did a really good job of like putting into words what I had been thinking and feeling in my heart. And so I'm going to take some of his thoughts. I'm going to take some of the things that I've been thinking about um, and some of the scriptures, and we'll see uh, what comes out of it this morning. But um, one of the things that I've been hearing a lot, and this pastor said that he had been hearing a lot too, is this phrase keeps coming up in uh, conversations with people, whether you, you know, um, run into somebody in the store, or you talk to somebody on the phone, um, or you see somebody's posts on social media. Um, and it's kind of, I'll give you a couple different versions of it, and maybe you have one that's you've heard a lot too. Um, something along the lines of, I just, I can't wait for things to be normal again, right? Or I just can't wait for things to get back to normal. Um, and it's just that idea that things are so different right now, um, and we have, have not been able to do a lot of the things that we're used to doing, um, and it's, it's that comfort level, in a sense, has been taken away. And so this is where I'm going to ask you guys. I've got to, I'll, I'll, um, give you some of my, I'll give you some of my things, and then I'll give so that you guys have some time to think. But as I was thinking about, like, the normal things that we miss, what are some of the normal things that you miss doing? Um, I'll give you a couple of mine, and so you can think here in the, in the sanctuary, the worship team. Uh, I miss sold out in the teens, um, just being able to hang out with them. Um, we've got a really great group of teenagers, and they're really fun to be around. Um, they have a lot of fun, um, and I just miss being able to do that and to um, be with them on a regular basis and connect with them and, you know, uh, be able to see them face-to-face. Um, um, I coach basketball. I'm kind of, I like sports, so I do miss some sports. Like, I didn't get to see March Madness, like the state tournaments. I, I miss that stuff because I'm, I'm a basketball. I miss track season. Like, right now would be track season, and I'd be able to go to a track meet and watch a bunch of high school kids run around a circle, and I'd, I like that, even though it sounds weird, but um, I miss that. Um, I miss connecting with people at church, like a lot of you guys talked about. Um, Going to restaurants, being able to actually go somewhere and sit down and eat. Like, people go on a date with my wife to go to the Thai restaurant and sit down and eat some Thai food. Like, that's just, I'm, we miss that. So did you guys have anything that pop into your head? I got three, te- oh, no, two teenagers and one college student sitting in the front row. Is there things that you guys miss as just 
going to school. Lorena misses going to school. <laughs> that wasn't from one of the teenagers, just so that you know you can't see here. <laughs> okay, seeing friends every day. Yeah, it's, it's just different. It's not normal, right? Josh and Janae, you guys miss band, music, being able to interact with people and that kind of a thing? Miss band, okay? <clears throat> what was that? Activities, yeah, things being able to do. Um, James Valley wasn't able to have their dinner theater, you know, the, all of those, you know, those things that we just, we have come to expect as being able to just do these things. Um, so those are some of the things I miss. Well, now there are some things that I don't miss too, right? And maybe there's some things that you don't miss. Um, I don't miss the busyness. Like things were, things can get very crazy. Um, and there's just so many activities and events and things like that. And yes, those things are good and fun, but there's also times where it gets to be so busy that we just, we just go from thing to thing to thing to thing and you don't really have time to stop and think. Um, I don't miss the constant trips to the store. Now whenever I need something from Walmart, it's like, huh, how bad do I actually need that and can I wait? And I know farmers, you don't have any clue what I'm talking about because you only go to the store like once a week usually anyways and get everything you need like the rest of the world now. Um, and we, but those are just like, oh, I could use this and they'll just go run to the store and then it just takes time. I don't miss any of that. Um, you guys, real quick, is there anything you don't miss? Waking up early. <laughs> that was from a teenager. <laughs> I would say probably my kids agree with that. They don't miss waking up early. Um, anything else don't miss about, maybe you don't even remember, it's been so long. I mean, we feel like it's been forever since this happened that we kind of forget about what maybe life was like um, and the normal. Sometimes we forget about what normal was like. We're so easy to forget about it. Um, <clears throat> and so just this idea of, as I've been thinking about that, um, you know, do we really want to get back to normal? That's kind of what is on my heart this morning and what I've been thinking about. Like, was normal before all this really what's best? What it, is that what's better for me, for us, for our church, um, for our country as a whole. You know, we probably don't want politics to get back to normal, right? <laughs> It'd be nice if some things changed and some of the bickering and the bantering um, got put aside. Um, and I heard, I've heard a couple quotes, and you guys, maybe some of you have heard me say some of these before. I'm sure the teenagers have heard me say some of this that sold out. Um, but the first one is when you think about this idea of normal, like everyone's normal until you get to know them, right? Um, Josh and Janae haven't quite figured this out yet. They're just in that honeymoon stage still, but, um, pretty much everybody's kind of has some kind of weird side to them that you don't really know unless you spend a lot of time with them. I'm sure there's lots of things that Ronna could tell you that she thought I was normal, um, before we got married and then, you spend day in and day out together with somebody and you realize that they're just a little bit weird. There's some things that they do that are different and you didn't really understand that. Um, so that's kind of the first thing is there really is no normal person. 
And the second thing is that uh, I've, I, I've, I think I shared it with some of the team guys last week um, in our online group meeting that we had, but uh, I heard this, I, this guy back in um, Luster, Montana, where Rhonda and um, I are kind of from, and I think he was a Sunday school teacher. You know, he's just a normal, I can't remember how to say it, right? I can't even think about it. Uh, a, a sheep farmer, you know, he just, just kind of a simple person. Um, but he, and I almost, I feel like I heard it almost every single Sunday. It was his favorite thing to say. Um, but he said when this idea of normal came up, he would always just say, normal is just a setting on the dryer, right? Um, you'll maybe get that in a couple minutes. But um, there, there really isn't such thing maybe as normal. And I feel like as we're going through this time of forced um, isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, that maybe God is giving us an opportunity to think about what do we want our new normal to look like. Um, I think Pastor Roy talked about, uh, he used the phrase last week, a forward-looking faith. And as we think about what's going on, um, what, what's to come, that there's going to be a time when we're not doing things like we are here. We're going to get back to kind of life as we know it. And is, there a, is this an opportunity for us to create a new normal as we go through it? And so how does, what does that look like? Um, but before we get to that idea, uh, we have to realize that um, this is pretty common um, going back to, because we could just go back once things, once, you know, stores open up and restaurants open up and we can start meeting in church together again, we could go back to life the way it was. It'd be easy. It'd be simple um, because that's what we know. That's what we're used to. Um, but the reality is, is we kind of, maybe that's not what's best. And if you look at the stories, a lot of times in the Old Testament and the Israelites, um, they're pretty good uh, examples of this. They just constantly would be looking back and going, wanting to go back to what they had despite what God was doing and was trying to move them towards. And um, that sermon, that pastor that I listened to, he used the example of the Israelites um, after, right as they're coming to the Red Sea, right? And I'll just kind of give a quick recap. I don't want to read through the whole story, but I mean, you've got the Israelites who end up spending 400 years in Egypt in slavery. Um, that's a long time. That's been long. We haven't even been to 400 days yet in this thing, and we we're, think we're forever in this um, uh, quarantine time or whatever it is. And so they spent 400 years in slavery, and it got to the point where it was, it was getting really bad, and they cried out to God, and they asked God to deliver them, and he did. Um, you know, he sent Moses, and um, he sent the 10 plagues, and the Egyptians said, yep, you guys can go. Take off, leave, um, get out of here. And so the whole Israelite nation, all of them, I can't remember how many, you know, there's, there's hundreds of thousands of these people coming out of Egypt. They've got people giving them gold and things, and they're just looting the Egyptians as they leave. And so they're, they, they get out of slavery, and God delivers them from slavery. But then um, as they come to um, kind of the first real obstacle is the fact that there's, here's this body of water in front of them. And they, they can't go through it. Um, and then to make matters worse, the Egyptians change their mind and Pharaoh is sending his army behind them. And so they're kind of trapped there and they're stuck there. 
They're between the Egyptian army and the Red Sea, and they don't know what to do. And it says in Exodus 14, sorry, I should have given that to you earlier so you could turn there, but in Exodus chapter 14, um, I think it was in, starting in verse 10, um, Exodus chapter 14 in verse 10, it says, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and saw the Egyptians coming after them. Then the Israelites were terrified and cried out to the Lord for help. You know, it's kind of maybe where you're at. Maybe you're not terrified, but at this point, a lot of us are kind of like, come on, God, can we get back to, um, can we get out of this? Um, In verse 11, it says, they said to Moses, is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you took us to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Kind of being sarcastic, like, couldn't we just you know, died in Egypt instead of coming out here and having hope and then just being crushed. And they say in verse 12, and this is kind of, um, this, is, this is telling, it says in verse 12, isn't this what we told you in Egypt? Leave us alone so that we may serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Um, so they just cried out to God to deliver them from slavery he answers their cry, and now they want to go back to normal. They want to go back to what they knew, even though what they knew was not good. It was actually negative. It was, it was horrible. Um, but when faced with a crisis and they didn't know where to turn, um, that's where they go back. And that's what a lot of us do, right? We, we go back to what's comfortable. We go back to what's familiar. Um, and a lot of times that's not always a positive thing, right? We go back to things that are negative. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm preaching from stage this morning, not um, kind of off stage where Pastor Roy has been the last few Sundays because this is comfortable, <laughs> right? I came back to what's comfortable because I didn't have a lot of time to prepare and then I don't have to have a camera right in front of me and lights to make it brighter around me this is what's comfortable. I went back to what's comfortable, and a lot of times that's what we do. What's normal for us when, when we're faced with something hard, we go back to the familiar and the comfortable, even though those things might be hurting us. Those things might be killing us. Um, and so as we think about this time of kind of forced stoppage or whatever you want to call it, um, are, what do you need to stop turning back to? that you used to be doing. Um, and maybe you're still doing it. Maybe it's, um, there's addictions or you know, things that you're just, you start b- being lazy. You start going back to um, sitting in front of the TV when things get hard and you have an argument or whatever with your, somebody in your family. You run away, you isolate, whatever those things are. There's a million different things that we could come up with. Um, but I'm guessing you know yourself and God can speak to you. What do you need to stop turning back to that's comfortable um, that's normal, but is actually hurting you and is actually um, holding you back. Um, because as Pastor Roy talked about last week, we need to have forward-looking faith. So as we look forward and we, we see at some point, we, we see somewhere down the road, whenever that is, we don't know what that is, um, we have relatives in Montana, and they just started opening things up today and next, next week. And so it was like, I think they might have been able to have church in Montana this, uh, this morning. So we're kind of jealous because we're like, well, we don't even know when that's going to happen for us. 
Um, but at some point it will. We'll be able to come back to church. We'll be able to um, go back to eating at a restaurant. We'll be able to go back to um, having a family, friends over and seeing them. Um, and as we think about that time, whenever that is, and we look forward to that, what do we want to be different about that? Um, what do we want our new normal to look like? And what should, the question that should come before that is, how should my faith in God and my relationship with Jesus um, affect my life going forward? You know, it's kind of like, as I was thinking about it, um, I know I'm pretty sure all video game consoles, whether it's an Xbox or a, a Wii or a PlayStation, have a reset button. Um, but I remember growing up as a kid, the old um, original Nintendo, um, and had a big power button, and then right next to it was the reset button, right? And when you blew in the game forever and stuck it in there, um, and it worked for a little while or didn't work, a lot of times what you'd do is you'd hit the reset button because something wasn't working right. Um, and so I feel like this is kind of almost like God has given us a reset button. Um, and even though for some of us that's come with a lot of um, pain and hardship um, because of the way this virus has affected us, um, that it's just kind of, it's, it's put everything on pause in our life. And, and God is saying, um, what do you want your new normal to look like? And as we think about that, I think what can govern and guide our thinking in that way is the verses in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Um, and, and I feel like maybe these should maybe become my life verses because they're just so good and so popular because they are so good. But as you think of, a lot of people think of Romans and they think like super theological, super in-depth book. Um, and Paul has taken... Uh, 11 chapters to do a bunch of theology and dive really deep into what God has done for us through Jesus Christ, right? Because we were sinners, we were separated from God, um, and Jesus came down, he lived that perfect sinless life, he died on the cross, he took that punishment and that penalty from us, you know, his, that's his great love, his mercy, we, we, the Israelites and the Jews no longer have to offer the sacrifices like they used to, I mean, he's having 11 pretty long chapters really diving into the amazingness of um, what he has done for us in salvation. And then he turns in chapter 12 and through the rest of the book to kind of some just some practical um, how then if that's true because of what God has done for us, okay, now what? Um, and I feel like that's really a great opportunity that we're in, okay, where we have to stop, we're being forced to stop, um, and stop being busy, okay? So because of what God has done for us, we have the time to stop and think right now. We're not going to have the time once we get out of this because <laughs> life is going to get crazy because the world has a million different things to offer. Um, so we have the time right now. Let's stop and take that time to think about what, do, what does God want for us going forward. And it says in Romans 12, um, just, I'm just going to focus on verses 1 and 2. It says, Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. 
Um, and I don't think all translations say it, but mine says, by the mercies of God. Not mercy, singular, but mercies, plural. Because of all of the things that God has done for you that you don't deserve, this is what Paul is urging. Like he just spent 11 chapters telling us of all the things that God has done for us that we don't deserve. This is what we should be doing. He is urging us to present our bodies. Um, And I read in the commentary this morning, I think they explained it well. It says, present is a virtual command. And it's not a one-time dedication, okay? So it's not a, I'm presenting myself once to God and and for salvation. Not a one-time dedication, but the completeness and comprehensiveness of placing oneself at God's disposal. Okay, I'm going to read that last part again. It's not a one-time dedication, but the completeness and comprehensiveness of placing oneself at God's disposal. Okay, Paul's saying, because of all that God has done for you, the, our response should be just saying, okay, God, here's my life. Here's my body as a representation of everything within me and my life as a whole, and I'm offering it to you to do with as you please. So what does God want us to, what, is, what, what might God's answer be? Um, what does God want you to do with your life as you come out of this season of isolation and um, forced quarantine from one another. Because of what he's done for us, is there a change that he wants you to make? And the way to find that answer to that question, um, obviously, is to seek God. And that's kind of what he says in verse 2. He says, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the world has a lot to offer. For a small brief period, some of that has been stopped, physically stopped. God has forced that to stop in our lives. Now, there's still a lot of distractions because we live in this uh, technological age. The amazing technological age allows us to do things like this, but it also allows a lot of distractions in still through um, media and videos and things like that. Um, So we need to, you know, don't allow ourselves to be conformed by the world's way of thinking. Um, but the opposite of that is to, okay, to, stop the, to, to, to stop the things of the world, the ideas of the world coming into our minds, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Um, so what are we doing to be renewing our minds? Okay, the same technology that right now brings in a lot of distractions is the same technology that can allow us to really get into God's Word. And you can listen to great sermons and great messages and access commentaries and things about God's Word and and helping us understand it and explain it. Um, And it's all at your fingertips. and just takes a few little keystrokes. And so what are we doing to renew our minds in this season so that the last part of verse 2 you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So as we think about a new normal, um, when we want that new normal, if you're a follower of Jesus, you want that new normal in your life to be the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. You should want to do the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. 
Um, and to be able to discern what that looks like going forward, it takes stopping the things of the world um, into your life and being renewing your mind through God's word, through prayer, um, maybe that's even through uh, Bible study online or through, you know, over the phone or whatever that is with other um, followers of Jesus, um, worship music. Um, that's one of the things that I've really started to enjoy during this time is that there's, there's an opportunity, since there's nobody here at church, I can just turn music on or I can put it in my headphones um, and, um, and listen to it um, and listen to loud as I want, no distractions, things like that. Um, so there's prayer, there's worship music, there's God's word, there's lots of different ways to renew our minds. Are those things, are, are we focusing to spend our time now, the time that we have over the next, maybe it might only be a couple weeks in all reality, um, to renew our minds to see what does our new normal look like? What is the new normal that God wants for us? So just kind of some things, the questions to think about with that. Are you... Are there ways in which you are conforming yourself to the world's way of thinking? Um, are you allowing the world to govern your actions, or are you renewing your mind and allowing what God wants to govern your actions? And how are you renewing your mind? Are you taking the time? Um, and you maybe think, I think, what did I say? We're I don't know, about a, five weeks into us this here in here on South Dakota. Um, you know, of, of this different way of living. Um, and you think, man, I just might have wasted most of my first five weeks. Um, and something I hear uh, Donnie Hofer tell the uh, Splash Kids a lot is um, there's two, two, of the be- two of the two best times to plant a tree, right? Isabel probably has heard it a few times in this, right? The first time was... 100 years ago, right? Then you'd have a nice big tree. But the second best time to plant a tree is today. Um, and that's kind of this idea. Maybe, we didn't, maybe you didn't do the best with your time focusing on God and the things of um, his kingdom in the first few weeks of this, um, this isolation, this quarantine, um, this virus lockdown. Um, but you can start now and focus on the next couple of weeks, three weeks, month, whatever it is that you have um, to do those things. <clears throat> so do you want to get back to life as normal? <laughs> or is God calling us as, um, is God calling you? Is God calling me? Um, is God calling our church to figure out is there a new way, a new normal that he wants that's actually better for us, um, that's actually going to bring us closer to him, that's actually going to help us eliminate the distractions of the world. Um, and what does that look like? It's going to take a focused uh, effort and time of renewing our minds right now with the time that we have um, to be able to discern that and figure out what God's good, pleasing, and perfect will is for you, for me, for our church, and for me. We hope you've enjoyed today's message. If you would like to know more about Bethesda Church, you can check us out on the web by going to our website, which is Bethesda MB.org. That's Bethesda 
M as in Mary, E as in boy, dot org. Or check us out on Facebook by searching for Bethesda Church of Huron. Have a blessed day.